What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Saga of Steve Rogers. Uh, this is episode 284 uh, with Jonathan Bell. So if you didn't hear part one, please go back and listen to 283. Um, Jonathan's a cosplayer, an artist, a musician, photographer, a true renaissance man, and just a great fucking dude. So I hope you're enjoying this interview as much as I did. Um, go back and check it out. Also, check out the show links down at the bottom, wherever you're listening. There's links to all his uh, Instas, uh, Instagram, and Snapchat, and all that stuff. So check it out. See you in a bit. Bye. Hi, my name's um, Ben, and I like um, video games and dinosaurs and um, being a ninja. And most of all, I like my dad's podcast. Thanks. Enjoy. So I right. I spent all of February in Philadelphia. It was cold, but it was nice, um, you know, working on some stuff, shooting some stuff here and there. I leave from last week of February, I go up to Vermont, and I start working up there. And then, you know, obviously in April, they cut, they just stopped the contract, the pandemic struck, everything happened. So that contract got, you know, took out from under my feet. So I was like, oh, well. And, but this time I was like, I have a place to stay now. Because by this point, my friend that went to California was stuck out there <laughs> in California. So she was like, can you come back to my house in Philly and, you know, take care of it, the grass, the, you know, the mail, all this stuff and make sure, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. So I had, that was great. That worked out nice. So now I had a place to stay during this whole pandemic instead of staying in the van. That would have been horrible. It yeah. really would have been. And I'm glad it worked out. In my favor. So I stay there from April was when my contract ended. I'm there all of summer, still kind of locked up in there because this is when, you know, the protests were happening and everything was going on. Uh, so like Philly, I just didn't really want to go out anywhere with the pandemic and everything happening because like my van was pretty much my livelihood at this point. I couldn't, I did not want anything to happen to that, you know, in a riot or something if something happened. Yeah, I couldn't take a chance. So I was like, I literally, so that was my, my other, so my first summer setting out to be the Seattle Superman thing and do all the stuff. My first summer I spent in a parking garage in Seattle. My second summer in in (laughs) nowhere in Montana. And my third summer in 2020 is spent in a house in the, in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Like, (laughs) so I, I still get to have like a very, profitable quote-unquote like summertime of like you know niceness i guess i'm trying to say uh right. so then like all the contracts are i'm like talking to the guy every now and again at my job and it's like no we don't have anything i'll let you know when we do i'm like all right so this time i'm like slowly starting to lose money you know i'm getting out of money um it's like oh, oh. i was and then i was literally like two weeks away from going to a grocery store again to try to get another job, like some mundane job until I get a call from this temp agency. And 
literally in the end of like around October, I get a call like, Hey, we might have something in Kentucky if you want to go in Lexington to Lexington. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And so like from that call until a week later, the next week I was in Kentucky working at a different railroad. Now this one, at this time I was like, mm, I really want to kind of start focusing more on like YouTube. And cause I'm now I'm just like, I don't want to have to rely. I'm trying to think of like passive income ways. Right. I'm like I wanted to be all the stuff. Like I haven't really made a dime yet from being Superman. Um, I'm still relying on somebody else's job and time to make money. And all this time I still haven't like figured out how I'm going to make money myself by myself, you know, so, like I want to invest in YouTube. So I, when I get to Lexington, Kentucky, I figure out what I'm going to do for YouTube. And there I worked from nine, like this was not a fun railroad job. I worked from 9am to 9pm. Uh, six days a week for six weeks. And in between there, I was working on my YouTube stuff. And then all of a sudden one day they're like, Hey, uh, we don't need you here anymore, but the same railroad needs somebody down in Birmingham, Alabama, because they had somebody quit and another person had military leave. So we're going to send you down there for the rest of your contract. So I leave to go to Birmingham, Alabama in the second week of September and I'm there until the second week of December. So for, for two months, I have another job in Birmingham working uh, seven to seven or six to six, six days a week. And that was it, uh, that was not fun at all. But, you know, it was money and I was replenishing what I, all the, you know, four or five months I was off um, living there still so but that wasn't fun but in the meantime of doing all that i was still trying to pump out you know like still trying to make art do my youtube stuff get that content out yeah there. and then yeah. then that contract and then now this one they really wanted to hire me the the manager there was just he just loved me and my worth effort he was like he told me when my contract was over he's like man um He's like, you're like the perfect employee I want to hire here. And are you sure you don't want to stay? And I'm like, no, dude, like, I'm not going to stay working six to six with a free hotel here, you know, and then like make less than what I'm working. Like everybody at work told him, like, don't even ask Jonathan. He's not going to do it. You have to be stupid to do that. <laughs> he's like, I know, but I still got to ask him anyway, just to make sure. And I you know, right. like, no. But it would be he already saw the writing on the wall there. So I leave. I go back to Philadelphia. Uh, the house is still empty. She's still in Cali. Yeah, she's still there. By this time, though, she had came to get all of her stuff. Um, so she she drove from California to Pennsylvania, did a whole yard sale, sold a whole bunch of stuff, um, picked up all her stuff and brought everything. She went back to U-Haul in California because she actually ended up moving in with him. So she still has this empty house in Philadelphia. So by this time, I go back there um, you know, internet's gone, TV's gone, all the stuff is gone. It's just a big empty house <laughs> with with nothing in it. So I stay there from from uh, December. Yeah, I'm there in December, and then in January of this year, I go back up to Vermont because I met somebody up there. So I go up there for a whole month to spend the time with them, uh, and it was a nice time. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to Philadelphia now. That was like my little vacation area. Yeah. Right. So I go back to Philadelphia February of this year and 
I'm there like, you know, checking on mail and stuff. Um, I'm, I had just bought an astronaut suit. So I was like going to have it sent to Philadelphia and I was planning all this cool stuff to do in Philadelphia. Different, different guy on, on Etsy this time. Yeah. Right? Different person. <laughs> <laughs> and then like my second week in, in February, my job calls me again. Like, Hey, we have a contract in uh, Illinois in this little city town called Ottawa. And I looked it up and it's an hour South of Chicago. So I was like, always wanted to live and work around Chicago. That was one city that I've never been to. So I was super excited about that. And that one started uh, March 1st. And so that one's supposed to be like the minimum contracts are three months at least until however long. But if I were to quit here within three months, then I could just kiss my job at the temp agency goodbye goodbye because, you know, their whole thing is like we have reliable employees that finish out their contracts. Right. And so I am, I've got here March 1st in this hotel, which is why you heard the housekeeping earlier, um, tap on the door. So I've been in a hotel in this little town called Ottawa, an hour outside of Chicago um, now since March 1st. And I have, you know, June 1st will be my three months, and we'll, but I don't really know what I'm going to do after that too. So. We'll see what happens. My, I changed the shipping address from the astronaut from to go from Philadelphia to here. So I got my astronaut suit in the mail here. I was able to take a whole bunch of pictures around downtown Chicago so far. Um, starting to meet up with a bunch of people now to do a lot of photography stuff, and it's it's going. It's continually going. The astronaut suits. The astronaut suits are the shit they are so impressive man i love that suit i'm not, i've said before i'm a batman guy not a superman guy but i get the superman thing you look the bomb at superman by the way but that that that's super the uh, uh spaceman suit the astronaut suit that thing is legit i love those pictures thank man. you very much just the the and and I'm not a I'm I'm not a visual person per se, but seeing like the pictures of you standing on a pier or like the juxtaposition of what you normally see in space, weightless, walking on the ground, and and the backgrounds that you put, like it's legit, man. You've got some amazing skills, and that suit's awesome. Thank you very. Really love it. So the three suits that you have are Superman, Doctor Strange, and the Spaceman suit? Yeah. I mean, also, I have a Green Lantern one. I just haven't really done a lot with it yet because I kind of don't like it either. Oh, hold on. Green Lantern. I, I don't think I've seen a Green Lantern picture of you. Yeah, I don't really have a lot. I, I ordered a suit, and I got it, and I just never really liked it. And then I ordered another one, and I got it, and I never really liked that one either. So I don't really wear them that much. Oh man! I think okay. my next things is to find like a good quality one. Next, GL is my guy. I love Green Lantern. I, I have a my wedding ring has the Green Lantern logo on oh, it, and my wife got it engraved on the inside in brightest day and darkest night. I was like, this woman gets me. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, I need to. You, if you have any Green Lantern pictures that you haven't even put out that you're like, mm, I don't really know, I would love to see them. Love to see them. All right, yeah, uh, I'll look. But yeah, I want to start doing more stuff with that. Because um, the whole reason why I did, I wanted to do that was to explore more with my like multimedia art 
you know, like making construct and everything is, a, is one of the whole big things. And so I like, I literally bought an iPad and procreate to practice drawing over photos and like, you know, the green, uh, doing multimedia stuff, but I didn't really get far with it because I don't really like the suits. So that's one of the things that I want to concentrate on probably this year is find like a better quality Green Lantern suit. So the cost of the suits, your original Superman suit you said was how much? I forget. 1400 uh, 1400 the The astronaut suit significantly more? It was 2300 Oof. Yeah. Okay. And see, the Green Lantern ones, those are only like 60 or 70 And the Doctor Strange was about 450 the Doctor Strange stuff, it, it's not the suit. It's about what you're doing with the suit, where you're doing the thing where he does his little hand spinny thing. I know there's a name for it because I've seen the Doctor Strange movie a couple of times, but I don't know what it is. But when you did, like when you do that coming out of the camera lens, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Well, thank you. Super impressive. Like, how do you learn to do stuff like that? Like, you have to think of that, bef- you know, think of what you're going to do with it before you invest the money in the costume, I'm sure. Yeah, well, the whole, like, so I like Doctor Strange as a character. Also, though, like, one of the main reasons why I wanted to get Doctor Strange was the practice of after, like, Adobe After Effects stuff. I knew, like, you know, he has a lot of special effects stuff with his stuff, you know, it's not like... Not like mm-hmm. taking a levitation photo with Superman. Like I don't really need to do special effects video stuff. But in order for me to keep practicing and like further my knowledge on, you know, being creative, I was like, Doctor Strange, if I get him, I could practice doing like those portals on After Effects and like all this other different stuff. So that's like one of the main reasons why I bought that suit. So that whole idea, like that whole one that you're scene was me wanting to practice more in in after effects with portals and stuff like that that's how like i literally had to sit down at a computer maybe three hours and three hours that's what ended up coming up that video there but basically you know sitting down and making myself learn things to watch tutorials doing all the boring stuff and then trying to trying to put it together in real life to see how it can work. The, the, the thing that I was watching this past week that I really enjoyed was you don't just take pictures. Like there's a lot of people that take cosplay pictures and they just put the picture up, the end product. And like, you're, you're now like you were going through the steps of like, here's how I end up looking as Superman with two sons in the background or like showing the, like a, a behind the scenes video for lack of a better description, which I don't, I don't know that a lot of people have done that. Maybe a bunch you do and you know, would know better than me, but to see the process of how you get to that finished product was amazing. I, I showed that to my daughter and she really wanted to be here today, but instead she's inside being a jerk because she didn't, <laughs> didn't get what she wanted for her mom for mother's day. So well, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, well, and and so like that whole thing came about like because I know how it feels to be in a new city, and like want to. This it, it pretty much all came out of my frustration with other people not wanting to share their talents, you know, and yeah, that was something I always told myself. Like when I moved to Fort Worth and I was trying to figure out like the coolest spot to go hang out or shoot at, or like, um, you know, trying to meet people that wanted to hang out and. 
I would go on Instagram and I DM people like, hey, where was this location? And nobody would want to answer me or tell me how to do things. And I got frustrated. I'm like, you know what? If I'm ever in a position to do stuff like this, like I'm never going to be that stingy with my knowledge. Yeah, and that, yeah, don't be that guy if you can. Jesus, like, yeah. help grow the the business, the art. Like help each other. Ironically, though, like with because of TikTok and behind the scenes stuff, now it's like cool to sh- like be behind the scenes videos and like showing before and afters are like the cool thing to do now because everybody see how stuff is made. So now, like. A lot of people before that would be caught dead showing their locations or like their photo editing stuff. They know that those videos and those Instagram posts get more likes and views now. So now they're showing everything. But it's like you guys can all go kick rocks because their mentality, is, you know, nobody's going to know how I do this because if they know how I do this, and then I won't be so special anymore. And my whole thing is like. You know, I want everybody to keep coming back to me to be inspired to do stuff because they know that I'm not going to like be a Scrooge with my knowledge. Yeah, it's it's awesome that other people are getting on board, but they're they're the Johnny Come Lately's. You were the person doing it from the beginning, so I, I, it's amazing. Like what you do, I, I couldn't even begin to think creatively like that. Like my wife, my wife does quilting. You were talking about going to Joanne's fabric and that's one of the worst places in the world for a husband to go. But I go with my wife to Joanne's fabric and she'll pick out fabrics for a quilt and she'll go, okay, here's the pattern. Here's the fabric. Do do you like it? And I'm like, sure. If you like it, I can't picture the finished product. Like my mind doesn't work like that. So seeing the behind the scenes, like seeing her make a quilt or seeing you do the behind the scenes of how the picture got to be the picture is so fun for me like I'm, I'm in my studio and my my wall is covered in toys and comic book art and one of the greatest things is watching you know I, jim lee one of my favorite comic book artists watching him draw on youtube for 45 minutes to go from a blank page to here's a picture of batman and superman like i love that stuff and other people are so bored to tears from watching it the creativity behind the creativity is what i love so it's awesome that you're doing that and not being stingy and you're like, you know, help other people help themselves. So that's, that's awesome. You're, you're, you're a pioneer, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So thinking about, well, what's the first cosplay, the first Superman picture you took? What was that? How, how did you come up with the idea for it? And how, how do you look at it now compared to what you were doing like then compared to now? Uh, the first one I took, I like have, I'm in a, I went to this place called Rattlesnake Lake in Seattle and it's like a really scenic spot. I went back to there and took my first, uh, picture of the post on Instagram and pretty much it's like, I had written this poem that said, it's like to be alien. It's like saying that I made, um, like this little like poem kind of spoken word thing. And it was just a way to like how I thought about how I am being different from society for the most part, you know? So I made a post in the Superman suit and I'm like kind of pulling down the suit a little bit to where you can see an alien tattoo that I have. And then I have this whole like to be alien poem there. Uh, And that was my first one. And then going forward from there, like my first levitation photo that I took in it, because I had taken tons of levitation photos before. Well, not tons, but like a lot. 
um, before I even got the suit, like in different things. But to prepare for the suit, or was it just like you saw David Blaine do it, and you're like, I think I could do that and make it look better, or whatever? Like, what was the motivation for the levitation pictures? Uh, well, pretty much, you know, to look like I'm floating in midair in a Superman suit. Okay, so you were kind of planning. Okay, so you were kind of planning. Yeah. It was like the preparation steps for the Superman. Okay, yeah, cool. before I got the suit, I would, like, I had a Superman sweatshirt with a cape, um, and I would take photos like that and, and do that. They're like, when I was in Omaha, I did a lot of those where I would just wear a shirt, a Superman shirt, and have a cape attached, and I would practice, like, levitation photography because I thought it was cool. So, like, my first, my first one in Seattle that I took, um, I went to this state park called like iron horse state park and i took a i took the photos and was like this is going to be so cool because this like that day was like oh this is why i'm finally here doing this stuff you know so it was like it was very big and from there until now i could see how i've changed with um my poses and how i how to do it easier and more proficient um and like just a whole different way my art's going because i started off with the whole superman thing but I also knew that like Superman was a gateway for me to be creative as Jonathan. Right. So like my whole thing was everybody's going to, and even that was funny because I go from see like I go from Fort Worth and taking all these creative photos. And then I go to Seattle before I have my Superman photos. And now I'm starting to build another audience of like me all around Seattle and the Pacific Northwest taking photos, like all these cool nature stuff. And then one day out of the blue, I upload a photo of myself in a Superman suit. <laughs> and they're like, wait, wait. And they're like, wait, wait. <laughs> what happened to our nature guy? You're like, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, like I knew that. Two, you're like, the two, wor- the two worlds are crossing over. Wait a second. How is this happening? Yeah. So that was, but also, you know, I lost a lot of followers from that, too. They're like, this is weird. I don't want to see this, you know. Um, but, like. But yeah, so that was that was pretty good. But I knew deep down, and this is why I never changed my Instagram name to have anything to do with like Seattle Superman or Superman, because a long term game is like I'm doing all this stuff to try to make money being creative for myself, right? And I'm gonna use Superman as a platform to bring um, to bring people to my like creativity and what I do and things of that nature. And so that's why I've started, you know, branching out more with all the other stuff. Like now with the Doctor Strange and all the other things, it's like, yeah, you guys all followed me for the Superman stuff. And now you're starting to see, like, I'm making posts that aren't Superman related. There's like other different cosplay things here and there because I want people to start recognizing me for like my skills. And it's funny because I even like I double post so much stuff and I always get a kick out of it. Because all the people that follow me like stuff now have no idea of like all the stuff that I've done in Texas, like all my creative photos there were like, I went through a stint where I played with a lot of fire for photography and I post those and I was like, wow, this is so cool. You're so creative. And that, and I'm like, yeah, this is like, this picture is, and to me, I'm thinking this picture is like six years old, but they just don't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've always been creative and doing stuff but nobody's seen it. Cause like, I'm no, like, you know, a nobody. So it's just, in- uh, well, like, I don't know about a nobody. Like you, you get notar you get people see you, but they kind of pigeonhole you. Like they're putting you in the Superman pigeonhole. You're Seattle Superman. And 
you know, you're, you're the dishwasher guy or you're the, you know, the train guy, but you're all of those and you're more like it, it, it's don't let people pigeonhole you. And if people stop, you know, stop enjoying one form of your art because the other bleeds over, that's on them. Like the, you'll, you're, you're not going to stay in one lane. You should do what makes you happy and you'll find the people that'll enjoy it. And that, yeah, that's totally right. And that's another thing why too, like I choose to do the stuff because you know, for the people also that want to do the same thing that I'm doing, another big reason is I do this so that people could see like if I'm like if I'm trying to do it too, then maybe they can as well. Because it's not, and yeah. my whole thing too, like before I even started doing this too, I did a lot of research also and like watched a lot of YouTube and like pretty much every big influencer that you see, or like every Instagram account that you see that's like big for one thing there's always a post in there or a story in there about like, they wish they could like be themselves, but they can't because if they post something totally different from like their artwork or from what they're like known for, then it's just like their views go down They're They're, you know, like nobody cares about the photo quote unquote stuff like that. And they all pretty much say like, you know, I don't want to get pigeonholed into something. So on my approach was like, I'm going to still stay Jonathan Bell. I'm not changing it to like Superman to get pigeonholed into that. Um, and I'm going to do what I want, no matter how it's received by other people. I mean, like nobody really saw this astronaut thing coming. And now here it is. Like, I don't know what's going to be the next thing, but I don't, I can't remember last time I actually posted like a Superman, Superman photo, but by this point it's pretty much cemented. That's what I like, you know, to do for the people that have known me for a while. And then like all the people that just started following me now, the astronaut suit, now they're going to get surprised one day and see a Superman picture yeah, eventually. Like, wait, yeah. They're going to be like, wait, what's this fire playing Superman, Dr. Strange guy doing in nature? What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> yeah. But I mean like, that's a long, if that's a long term thing because I'm trying to, I want to do what I like that whole, and this goes back to me spinning out on that freeway. Like I don't want to, be, ever be in that situation again where I have to feel like I can't do something because I know by this point, like I know how it feels to be to go down that road of doing stuff that I don't like. So now it's like, I, I, I don't care anymore. And I, not that I ever did care. It's just that like, I want to make a living being creative. So all the things that people would normally tell you to do, like, I'm just not doing it. Because, like, you know, like, you should change your name to something Superman. Oh, you should only take Superman photos. Oh, you should only, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I understand that, like, niches and stuff, they they help build a following bigger because they're, like, go to that one thing. But in my case, like, I know it's extremely hard to be, like, popular or famous or wanting to work with brands and stuff like that um, if you're just all over the place. Because it takes longer for more people to find you. But that's also the long-term game that I'm I'm doing. For example, like when I said I wanted to do this YouTube stuff to try to figure out how to make like you know passive income on YouTube, I love synthwave music a lot. Say, say, that, name say, the, say that name of the music again. Synthwave. No it's like no no context. You're gonna have to help me out. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's pretty much like electronic. Kind of um, like 
yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really. Know. It's like new wave, like kind of eighty sounding retro wave type music. Okay. Um, and so there's this. It's a lot of artists are predominantly in that. I'll send you some stuff so you can check it. That would be great. Yeah, so yeah. you can see what I'm talking about. So that's the type of music I, I really like. And so I decided to, and this is like the long-term game on YouTube also. So it's like YouTube, you know how that works with like copyrighted music. And like, if I use copyrighted yeah. music on there, I'm obviously not going to get monetized because I have somebody else's music in my thing. So, but I'm just like, I'm going to make a huge following on YouTube by doing what I want. And what I want to do is drive around or like react to music that I know I would like. So I picked synthwave music and I started this whole thing called synthwave and chill where pretty much I listen to synthwave music and react to it and share it. And sometimes the music is copyrighted and sometimes it's not, but the long-term goal of that is to like, you know, be somebody big on YouTube so I could start, you know, figuring out how to monetize on there. Um, right. But the whole reason why I brought that up is because the people on YouTube could give a crap about my other stuff. They are on YouTube to see me, you know, pretty much do the simple stuff or like music reviews or reactions. So whenever I like talk about anything else on there, they're like, it's just non-responsive. And the same- Superman, they're like, oh, yeah, Superman's who great. What about this new song? What about this exactly. new beat? What and about- at the same time, like on Instagram whenever I make like a YouTube related post or like a reaction thing, that they, they just goes right out the window. But the same, they're like snore. <laughs> Who cares? Do another cost, do another picture by the pier and you're, you're astronaut. Off. Yeah. But it's me, you know, like I, it's still me going to be everything. There you yeah, go. So that's like, even if it's going to take a little bit longer, because I know like, you know, eventually it's going to, it's going to work we all know what happens like when you have a passion and you love something, you put enough time. It's just like a job, you know, like I, I'm good at being a conductor and doing all this stuff because I put a ton of time into it. And as much as I'm putting a ton of time into, you know, brand building, eventually it'll happen. Throws what I would choose to believe. What's that work ethic? That- What's that work ethic that other people recognize that, you know, you recognize in yourself, like, you can have different avenues for your creative outlook. You don't, you don't have to be like, there, there was a, there, there was a I'm, again, I'm older than you, but there was a, a guy who did paintings back in the eighties. Nagel. Did you ever hear of Nagel's? Mm, not that I recall. No. You know who Duran Duran is? So Duran Duran's album cover was a Nagel and all his pictures are like that same looking chick. And it's always like the hair's angular and it's like, pinks and fuchsia and all this it's like you can only do so many of those pictures and people can only see so many niggles until they're like okay i'm good like he had to do something else or he just stopped being creative like nobody cared about his creativity you have like multiple plates that you're spinning like i said in the beginning you know an hour and a half ago like you're into photography you're cosplay you're you know making films and music and and you know Everybody doesn't need to be into each of those lanes. You need to be into each of those lanes, and people that want that lane will, will find you there. So that's awesome. Well, thanks. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, spinning. 
again, old as shit, but there used to be a TV show called the Merv Griffin show. And there was this guy that would come on there and spin plates and had these long sticks like a dowel rod. And he would take a regular kitchen plate and put it on the end of the plate and spin it. And then he'd do two plates, six plates, 10 plates, a hundred plates spinning. And I was like, God, that looks like so hard work, but that's kind of what you're doing is you're spinning multiple creative plates. Like, and you're constantly changing the plate. You're like, okay, this is the Superman plate. Take that plate off and we'll put Doctor Strange because I want to try it. Green Lantern. All right, I didn't love it so much. Let's try another one. Didn't love that one either, but I'm still, you know, I'm not going to give up on it. Then the Doctor Strange, you bought the costume, but it wasn't about the costume. It was about a whole other creative lane you could use that costume in conjunction with. And you continue to evolve. Evolution is is huge for creative creative people. Oh, dang. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> you, don't to to you don't have to say anything, man. That's what you are. You are you are finding multiple avenues where you're happy in those creative lanes. And, and people will find you that are into that. And they'll either find the other stuff and be like, I'm on board with that or not. Like, I, I'm... You mentioned nature pictures, and I'm like, I'm with the people that are like, oh, God, I live in Arizona, and I have a million friends that are all take these pictures hiking, and they're like, oh, this beautiful cactus and this, this you know, the vortexes in this. I've, I'm so bored with that. I see All I see is brown dirt and cactuses. Doesn't interest me. But other people will look at it and go, oh, my God, that's that's breathtaking. Doesn't take my breath away. But this picture of Jim Lee and you know Batman, Superman on my wall—that takes my breath away. So I found my avenue in in the Arizona that still works. So, I mean, whatever makes you happy, keep doing it, man. You're 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 killing it. Like I, I'm so impressed with everything, everything that you do. What's the hardest thing that you had to do? Uh, you mean picture wise? Yeah, picture wise or, or taking on a new creative lane. Like what was what did you think when you're like, man, everybody knows me as as Seattle Superman. Do I want to do Doctor Strange? Did you question it or were you just like F it? Like it's I'm gonna do what I want to do and people will be on board or not. Oh, I was pretty much it was a whole F it thing. Cause by like yeah. Yeah, by then I could kind of tell. I mean I was you had a following enough to where you're like, they're with me. Yeah. But also to the same point, it was like, because I also have this thing where like everything is a teachable moment. Right. So like if stuff doesn't work out, then I could just always tell people like, Hey, not everybody's going to like your stuff. Look at me as an example. And if it did work out, then it'd be like, Hey, you know, follow your dreams type deal. So like every time I do something, I know it's something good is going to come out of it regardless. Wow, that's if only everybody in life could think that way. Like, if I learn something that works, good. I learned something that doesn't work, I still learned. Right. I mean, because it's just like, you know, there's some, it's like, oh, that, we're like people on, for example, like people on uh, Instagram, they don't really understand or they don't really, they don't really get the whole YouTube stuff or they don't see, like, there's a couple people that, you know, cross platform and everything or like, but eventually, one of these days, I'm going to be like, remember when I told you folks I was starting YouTube? And then they'd be like, oh, shit, this actually really happened, you know? And or like vice versa. If it doesn't work out, then I'd be like, hey, well, I tried. Or you'll take the, or you'll take the, the synth music, put it under a Superman cosplay and then have the you know astronaut coming and walking up like you'll you'll find some way to pick a lane for everybody. But combine them. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is like 
the whole simpler stuff came about because I I like Superboy a lot, right? And I I'm I'm into like the retro type still. Well, when you mentioned that you said you had a, a Superman hoodie and and like just a, a cape, the first thing that popped in my head was the Young Justice Superboy. And I was like, fuck, that's a great lane, man. That's a great picture. It's easy. It's a black T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's low cost. You don't need you know seven months for somebody to make you a black Superman T-shirt <laughs> for real. Um, so I had yeah. all these like kind of retro ideas. And I was like, this Man of Steel suit is not going to work with these, no matter how much I wanted to make it work. And that's like the first time I deviated from from Man of Steel was I, I bought a 90s Superboy, Death of Superman uh, suit, because that one looks really, you know, it's, it was made in the 90s, it's retroly. And I'm like, I'm going to combine that with all the cyberpunk, like, super, like synthwave stuff. And that's how that, so I started doing that. Um and then the more that I would listen to music, uh, the, the synthwave stuff, is the more I started getting into that genre as a whole. And then eventually, that's how it led to me like reacting to to the music from there. So the reacting, so the reacting to to music thing. It, it, as soon as you mentioned it, it, it made me think of a YouTuber. I hate the word YouTuber, but that's really what it is. A, a YouTube page that I follow, this guy, Jamal, and he reacts to like music, music from all different lanes, like Jamal, AKA Jamel or something like that. And he just plays music videos. Like he'll play poison, talk dirty to me. And then he'll do, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin, or he'll do Sticks, Come Sail Away, and he just sits there and plays the music. If there's a video, he plays the video, and he pauses it and talks throughout the video. And the first thing that popped in my head was, man, how can he get away with this and, and not get pulled off YouTube? Like, is he is he not monetized, and why would he continue to do it? He's obviously growing a fan base. He has million, couple million followers, um, and he just has a little disclaimer at the front, like I, you know. The uh, fair, what is it? Fair, fair play policy or something like that, and it has a title card, and it says the the law that allows him to play these videos that aren't his and play this music that's not his because he's doing commentary of it. Have you ever heard right. of this guy? Or have you ever heard of this guy? Or you have, do you know who I'm talking about? Or not? At all? I don't know who you're talking about, but I understand. I see people doing stuff like that. And so, like, and also, there's another like people break up the songs and do a lot too because if they, it's not like if they're not doing the whole entire song, you know, like some of that still can get monetized. So there's a reason why people don't just like let the whole song play and you like watch your stuff too. But that's like not the route that I take. I pretty much just I'm silent for the entire song and just like listen to it and you just watch my face react to the stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm a huge fan of the group Living Color. Have you ever heard of Living Color? No. They were like a rock group. They were like a rock group in the late 80s and early 90s. I had no idea who they were. They toured with the Rolling Stones and I went back. I, I was a huge fan of this group Living Color. And so one day I was like, wow, I wonder what if Living Color ever had any new videos. And so I went on YouTube and searched Living Color and I found this guy reacting to a Living Color video and he played it. And I was like, how can he get away with that? Like he, but he interrupts it constantly. Like you just said, like he'll play it and stop and react to the words that they said. Like they were a very, um, you should check it out. Like they're, they're a great, great 
rock band. Um, and they're very, very um, politically, um, like political messages, like about how big corporations are destroying the neighborhoods and, you know, taking people out of their houses to build huge skyscrapers. And, and I know I'm not doing it any kind of justice at all, but they were, they were woke before woke was woke or something. But, and I found this guy reacting to those videos and I've subscribed to him and I watch it, you know, he puts out a video or two every day and it's just amazing. I love what he does, but I was thinking about what he does when you said, you know, monetization may be a problem for you. So. Yeah. But yeah. So I, I haven't gone that route with them. I pretty much just let it play. And if it, if it, uh, if it doesn't get monetized, it doesn't get monetized. And that's why like a lot of, not a people do that because to them, it's a waste of their time. If they don't really love it, they're like, we're well, not going to get paid for this anyway. Um, but I want to spend all this time recording and editing and uploading when I'm not going to make money off of this video. And that's where I'm saying that the long-term game is to me is to, you know, build a big enough following to then be able to do something totally different from all those people that know who I am now. Interesting. So what, like, what's, what's the YouTube plan? Like, what do you want to do with the YouTube channel? still keep doing this synthwave music yeah i mean i'll still do that i mean like cause, so think about it like if i if i got to ten thousand followers right i mean ten thousand subscribers and then like based on this community of, of like ten thousand people that really love this type of music and i like like i said earlier before it was like synthwave and chill right so at ten thousand subscribers if i if this whole time i'm doing it everybody knows that i'm not getting paid for this stuff and like you know, I want to eventually be creative full time, but have like, you know, three fourths of the videos that I put out are not getting monetized. So I'm not making money. And I, you know, I, so then I'm like, Oh, well now I'm going to put out these t-shirts that are simply of until shirts or like a mug. And so I hit 10,000 subscribers and I put out a, a shirt that maybe costs like $30 or $20 and, you know, like in business and, People know, like, you know, the, I don't know if you ever heard of, like, the 1% rule or 2% rule. Like, you know, 10,000 people see something, maybe, like, 1% might buy it. And the 1% off of, of uh, you know, 10,000 times, you know, however much money I make from a shirt, that's still a pretty decent amount of money. Right. Right. From, from just selling merch. So, like, stuff like that. Or, like, you know, maybe there'll be record labels that would you know, send me stuff that I don't have to buy. Like maybe they send me a bunch of clothes or like, you know, like I've already had one artist is like, Hey, I really appreciate Cause they understand one artist. That's like a really popular artist. Like found me on Instagram to DM me and send me a video message. Tell me, thanks for doing what I'm doing to bring like more awareness to this music genre. And he's like, yeah, as soon as like and he he's like, as soon as we could start touring again and stuff, whatever city you're, you know, you're closest to, you know, I'll send you VIP passes and da 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 da. So like, it's always stuff that could be money or more or a different value than money. So all this stuff, right? You know, it'd be cool to do and see and just build a following to be able to channel that into, you know, making money somehow. And so like, that's the long term with me is to be able to sell like a T-shirt or something or like, regardless of even selling it. Even if I got to the point where it's like somebody was wearing a shirt off of an idea for me to react to simply music. That would be, that would just be like a, okay, I did it yeah. moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I did that. 
like I did that a couple years ago. I, you know, I created a, a merchandise site with my logo from the podcast and um, I created a Patreon account and, you know, money does kind of dribble in. It's, it, it, I'm never going to get rich doing this. I'm never going to probably even make back all the money I've paid for for equipment, but I didn't, I didn't do this to like you're, you're doing it as a creative outlet and you ultimately want that to be your job. I realize at my age that this is probably never going to be my job. I'm going to do my regular job until I retire and then do this maybe full time until I stop doing anything. But I, I just, I started doing the podcast just cause a, I love talking to people, hearing their story, love interesting people, like meeting people I never would normally meet in my world hearing their story and, and glomming on to their, you know, their happiness and, you know, what they, what they love about their job, but it's, it's free therapy. I got nine kids. I, need, I don't want to keep paying a therapist. So I do this as therapy. I'll never make, you know, make money selling, you know, mugs or t-shirts or whatever, but it, it did make me laugh when somebody in um, another country bought a saga of Steve Rogers t-shirt. I was like, there's somebody in Afghanistan somewhere wearing a t-shirt that's got my podcast logo on it. Like that made me crack up. That's awesome. That's pretty dang cool. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Looking at the stats of where people are that listen to my show, like my wife hates, she, she calls it my stupid podcast. <laughs> and she's like, you know, are you doing your stupid podcast today? I was like, yes, I'm doing my podcast today. She doesn't get that people would want to hear me talk, but then she's like, you know, how many people are listening? I was like, I don't know, probably average, you know, couple thousand highest episode was like 10,000, whatever. She's like, why? What are they, what about you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just talk to people and I ask questions and, you know, people listen. So seeing people all like Germany and, and, you know, other countries where I've never been much less will go probably, but the number of downloads there it just makes me makes me pretty happy to see somebody hearing my voice so yeah, it's a pretty neat feeling to it yeah. is yeah it really is um a couple more questions about the cosplay and then we've been doing this for almost two hours so i don't know how tired of hearing my voice you are but uh um is there any cosplay that you wanted to do that you haven't done yet like there's not that you're definitely planning on but something you're like man i'd love to do this but I would like to do a Shazam cosplay. Um, I really do like lightning and things of that nature. Uh, so I feel like I could mix a lot of cool stuff with lightning. Uh, if I had like with the Shazam thing and like lightning, like my Sh- favorite shape and like I have, I, me and lightning, I, I really just like lightning and electricity in general. So and that character Shazam, I just like that huge lightning bolt and the red and the white. Like it's just like a really nice looking suit. That suit is amazing. That suit is amazing. And I was so happy with how well that movie came out. I was afraid. I was very afraid when I they said they were making a Shazam movie. I was like, oh. it, it came out really well. My kids loved it. So I, I have my two youngest are now five and six and they just love it all the time like hey can we watch the lightning guy again like yes we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i would like having that suit on i would i think it would be so so dang cool if i uh so that's like one thing i want to try um and that's pretty much like there is like another astronaut suit that i would want like i want 
I want to try to make like a vintage 70s sci-fi kind of Buck Rogers type deal. Nice. Uh, nice. Too. So that's another thing that I want to try to work on. Like I already found on Amazon one of those huge, you know, glass fishbowl looking things that I can order. <laughs> and I think I have a, I found like a, an old space ray gun, like toy gun uh, at a thrift store or antique. Okay. So it's like, that's another thing. Cause once again, once I get back to being in nature and stuff, like I think it'd be cool to take some photos and those like, you know, those very classic looking seventies on the deserted moon, you know, ideal. So like, I want to go to Utah or, or, you know, even Arizona and take some, photos that look like i'm on like mars or something in some type of buck rogers looking uh attire come to arizona man come to arizona man it would be awesome i clean out i push a kid out of a room you could stay here for free well thank you so that, that'd be awesome that I'm looking for like that i'm i'm working toward now trying to piece together like you know find some some boots find like a good color scheme try to find somebody to like probably uh, have to resource out and hire somebody to make like one of those little rocket thing the jigs. Yeah, so that's that's something in, that I'm trying to figure out. Also, the logistics of the the. So, have you ever gotten any? Let me back up a step. I, I watched a video that you did. Um, a, a, a video interview with a woman. I can't remember her name and it sucks of me that I didn't write it down. And I watched it again yesterday and I couldn't find the place that I thought I saw a clip of in the past. That's a long convoluted statement to get to this statement. Have you ever gotten heat for playing characters as an African-American man that are not African-American characters? Have you ever gotten people that say, you know, why aren't you doing a character that should be, in your lane because i think it sucks if somebody said that but I, I swear i thought i read that or saw that in in an interview that somebody did with you am i wrong oh no that happens all the time like all the time i just don't ever talk about it <laughs> okay but no well i mean I, I i mean there's a black superman now they're making a black superman movie like not clark kent it's going to be a different superman but there's going to be an african-american superman and that's fine like Fuck, people. Miles Morales is much more popular Spider-Man than Peter Parker ever was. Yeah. No, yeah. People, people, you know, they say all this stuff, too. But at the end of the day, it's like they're they're not doing it either. So, um, but yeah, uh, people, and if it's not one thing, it's like, even if you are going to be Superman, why do you have your hair like that? Or why don't you shave your beard? Or like Superman's more muscular or, you know, like there's like brother voodoo instead of dr strange but i don't like brother voodoo i like dr strange for who dr strange is you know and that's right the other part of like you know i I like cosplay but also at the same time i don't really consider myself that because i really don't like try to be a certain character like people that look like me and like for instance there's static shock and there's a shazam although i like the shazam suit better than what static shock wears so like I could physically probably look more like Static Shock if I decide to cosplay Static Shock, but I don't like like I have I don't really like that suit. I'd rather like there's more options and things I could do with Shazam because I just like that tenacity of a character also more than I would like Static Shock. 
you should do Captain America. <laughs> Just because I'm my podcast is named after Captain America. I'm a Captain America fanatic. That thought has like literally never occurred to me. Oh god, it's so weird because everything you said about Superman is the way I feel about Captain America. It's the weirdest thing. The way I, the name of my podcast. I was in the Philippines. You were talking about travel a lot earlier, and I know you've done international traveling, but you've mostly talked about traveling domestically. I was in the Philippines for the company that I worked for, and I was approached, short short version of a long story, but I was approached by a prostitute who was like, hey, I want my friend and I want to go up to your room. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And they're like, no, 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 we're, it'll be fun, good time. And I was like, no, I'm fine. She goes, okay, you're staying in that hotel right there, right? And I freaked out because she pointed at the hotel I was staying at. And I was like, yeah. She goes, okay. I, I told her my wife was with me because I was wearing a wedding ring at the time. And I said, my wife's with me. She's in the hotel. She goes, no, she's not. I was like, no, she really is. I was lying. She wasn't. And she goes, okay, you're staying in the Shangri-La hotel, right? And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah. She goes, I'm going to call the hotel later. What's your name? And I said, Steve. And she said, Steve, what? I said, Steve Rogers. She goes, okay, Steve, I'm going to call the hotel later. If your wife answers, I'm going to hang up. Everything's going to be fine. But when she doesn't answer, because I know your wife's not with you, you're going to pay us double and we're going to come up and spend the night. And I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) And she turned around and walked away. And I was like, oh, fuck. I just told a Filipino prostitute I was Captain America. (laughs) And that's how it started. Whenever I went to a restaurant, they're like, can I have your name? Steve. And what's the last name? Rogers. And a girl I was dating was like, wait, wait, what? It was a first date. And I was like, she's like, can I have your name? I was like, Steve. And she went, what? I was like, no, that's fine. I'll explain. She goes, no, you'll explain now. Like, who is Steve Rogers? So I had to explain the Filipino prostitute story on a first date. But I have a Captain America, you know, lane that I've been stuck in because of the Filipino prostitute 12 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. But now we have an African-American Captain America. I don't know if you watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I did. It was great. I got goosebumps when he crashed through that window in the in the last episode. I, I love Sam Wilson, and he looked amazing. They did a great job with that cap costume. Yeah, too. it looks pretty dang awesome. They did awesome. Like you take that that costume and then put it next to the one in the comic book. Pretty pretty tight. Pretty impressive. Um, a couple more questions. I'll let you go. I know I said that a minute ago, but most, most, if not all of the pictures I've seen have just been you. Have you ever done any collaborations with other cosplay people? Uh, I want, I mean, that's something I've been trying to work on in here in Chicago. It's just springtime. So it's either like I met up with a couple people actually, and we just didn't end up getting any photos because it was still cold. Uh, all of our noses were runny. Uh, you know, we were all, <laughs> so I'm like, they're like, yeah, and, and I'm like, I don't want to waste anybody's time because I know we all met out here, but I'm not going to take any of our pictures because they're just not going to look good. Um, that's like yeah. something that I'm, and also like, uh, I want to do stuff like that, but at the same time, because of everywhere I've just told you I've been, like, I'm just not around other people. So like, I'm, tr- right. I'm trying to, I really am trying to get more people in Chicago. Uh, well, I say that like somebody sent me a Facebook group for like cosplayers in Chicago to join. And I just literally looked, glanced at it and didn't apply to it. Because <laughs> it, it, it's people that are trying to look like the character instead of trying to do something artistic. They're like, I'm short. I have black hair. Let me try to be Wolverine. No, stop. 
but yeah, now that you say that, I'm like, maybe I should like at least go look through there to see who I could collaborate with. But I don't know. Like, I do want to shoot with other people here, but also at the same like yesterday and today it was raining. It's been like cold and and ridiculous. So like, I forget that I'm not in Los Angeles anymore and springtime in other places of the country. <laughs> How long's the bit since you been back to Los Angeles? Uh, the last time I was there was 2019. Uh, my sister got married, so I went to the wedding out there. and That was it, but that was only like a couple of days. And everywhere I go since, I'm just like, well, for instance, when I left Alabama to go back to Philadelphia, and it just snowed a bit, and my friend has a very, very, very long driveway. So I drive to 12 hours from Birmingham to Philly. I get there at like 11 p.m. And Philadelphia is like snowed out in December. And this long driveway is covered in snow. I just drove 12 hours. And I was like, I go in the garage, get her snow shovel. And then I continue to proceed to shovel the driveway so I could park. And I was just so over it. But I mean, obviously I didn't die. I'm fine. But it's just like one of the things I'm like, man, that would never have to like, I'm, I'm sitting there shoveling snow. And I'm like, I wouldn't, <laughs> I myself would never have thought I would be doing something like this. Yeah, you're like if I was in California, I'd be wearing a pair of board shorts, no shirt, and just chilling out here. Instead, I'm shoveling snow on somebody else's driveway just so I can go inside <laughs> and get some sleep. Yeah, exactly. If my <sighs> wow. Los Angeles self could see me now, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Has there been a picture? Has there been a picture that your parents have looked at and said, "Oh my god, this is amazing," or a picture they were like, eh, "I don't really love this." Like, what's their favorite piece of your work? Uh, my mom likes all my Instagram stuff, so I don't even, and my dad shows my stuff to everybody. So I don't think they have like favorites. They're just, uh, they're just, you know, really supportive of everything that I'm doing. And that's how it should be. And that's how it should be. That's awesome. Because we started out by asking who was the favorite kid. And you said, you think it's you, but it's probably everybody has their own favorite and your parents loving your art, man. Dude, this has been two hours that have felt like two minutes. It's been amazing talking to you. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on your show. And yeah, I can. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, it really has been two hours. It has it, an hour and fifty nine minutes, fifty eight minutes now. Uh, tell people where they can see your stuff, and I'm going to put links in the show notes and and um, all that stuff. I'm going to put some pictures and and beg and steal for the Green Lantern picture. <laughs> But tell people where they can check you out, man. I want I want people to to support the shit out of you. I love what you do. Well, thank you. Um, so I've worked really hard on the SEO of myself over the past, you know, four years. So if you just type in my name into Google, Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, last name is Bell, B-E-L-L-E, you will see photos of me. And that was me being very prideful of, of how I pulled this off over the last four years. <laughs> Work at doing your own. Work at doing your own SEO work, or do you have somebody do it for you? Myself. That's me learning all this stuff. Um, you know, uploading, tagging photos, naming files, SEO keywords, all this stuff. So for the past four years, um, all the websites and all the things I've gone on, I've made sure to be SEO really friendly. So now, you know, if you type in Jonathan Bell into any search engine, you're going to see me. 
I've done that. And, and I've done that. It's awesome. But I, I had no idea of the, um, the YouTube lane. I saw music and I was like, I don't know if you're creating music or I just saw some pictures when I was Googling. You, so. Like I just, I'm starting to dabble a little bit more into Spotify. Like I made a Spotify artist profile and I made a, like a lo-fi, um, song inspired by Superman. It's like an ideal, it's called an ideal of hope. And it's pretty much, it's like a little like ambient beat with, um, with Jor-El saying that speech in Man of Steel about giving people an ideal to strive for. Um, so I made that last year in quarantine and put that out. And like, I'm trying to dabble with that a little bit more this year. That's awesome. Guys, everybody check out his stuff, support him. He's worth checking out. Trust me. Um, Jonathan, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Thanks for asking me to be on your show. Absolutely. Everybody. Absolutely. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Fuck off. Go away. Uh, Susu studio, live long and prosper, make better choices, get better results. Uh, if you tag Jonathan anywhere and you send him a message, tell him to do green lantern shit. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>